Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to another episode of But Am I Wrong? Starring two people who have not once ever checked my watch. Been wrong. I had to narrate because you might not be watching on Patreon to see the video version, which you should because we're stunning. Melissa's in her palatial estate and she has her horses and her golf carts. By the way, we've been riding a golf cart this whole time. Mats is like driving it like he's like slouching to the point where I'm like, you're at work. Sit up, sir. He's having so much fun. And he's like, we got to get one of these. Well, I did. You and tell I told him, him that, and I, that said, I said this. I said, Mods, you and Melissa, between the two of you, if I don't get any new friends, you can, both of you can do whatever the fuck you want. And I'm just there. Like, <laughs> you're on the same page. And like, I'm going to have to just acquiesce to the lifestyle that you both want because it's the same. And you both know that you can go over my head to the other person, coordinate, and I just show up. Yeah. So I thought of you the whole time. And every time he almost ran someone over, I was like, we should make sure that our golf carts with Melissa have um, like an emergency brake sensor when we're near each other because we can't kill each other because that that would be awful for me. Yeah, so golf carts, there's a tennis court, because we, we're going to be tennis people, yeah. too. Not pickleball. No. Pickleball, we still have years. Years. Because I've got my youth even left. Though, even though I am in the lower pickleball age, <laughs> my heart is not there. No, no, no. Nor is your aspirations. Yeah. I mean, as y'all know, this is my childish era, so. Exactly. Yeah, so... We love the finer things in life, and it's a good time. And that's where you're recording from, and I'm recording from <laughs> the Four Seasons Bora Bora with mm-hmm. my, I like can't even say, I need to practice my acting. I know we're on strike, but 
with my waterfront villa, as I say, as I watch a fucking Honda CRV drive by right in front of me. And it's it's stunning. You should see the clouds in the sky, the dolphins. It is most certainly looks absolutely nothing like the highways of San Mateo. <laughs> looks absolutely nothing like it. You keep saying San Mateo. Melissa, but I like... I'm going to tell you right now, if anyone has a reference point, I want to know where you live because I grew up like an hour five, or whatever, I don't know, an hour and a half from here. Never been here on purpose. I've never been here in my life. Okay. It's giving Anaheim. Anaheim without the biggest attraction or it's a little Irvine-y. You know what the biggest attraction in Anaheim is for me? The convention center? No, absolutely not. What? So many terrible IHOP? memories. I know. No, I can go to the IHOP down the street. I love Sonic. There's a Sonic in Anaheim? Every time I went for one of those God things awful. that we had to go to, yeah, I would. You get juiced up? Not just juice. I would get, this is when I was still eating gluten things, which I might be back at because non-gluten substitutions are making me have worse reactions. Mm. So who knows? As someone who has digestive issues, no matter what I have, you're, this is a safe place. Yeah, um, I do. I have been eating those Vans waffles. They've uh -huh. been great. Those are great. Yeah. But I would wake up and go have a Texas toaster with the egg and ham and cheese. Do you think you could tell me this in the style of that kid from Real Housewives who says, wake up in the morning? You know that well, song? She's an adult now, so. Well, the, the video is from childhood. So you go, wake up in the morning, go to Sonic and... She also was singing her heart out because her parents were fighting, or her her uncle and then her mom, brother, who are brother and sister, were fighting. And so she was singing, wanting them to reconcile. They're still That's fighting to this day. Incredibly relatable and dramatic. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, girl. Take yeah. that joke back. So you would get what at Sonic? The breakfast toaster, which was two thick slices of Texas toast <gasps> slathered I'm sold. in butter. Cooked on a griddle with, but you don't like ham and cheese together, right? No. Yeah. So ham and cheese and bacon and a uh, egg. And then I would also have them add on a tomato just to add to the juiciness of it. Terrific. When tomatoes get really hot. I, I, no, they would put it on. It would be cold and they <gasps> put it on the hot sandwich. So that's how I oh, would enjoy it. Perfect. Yeah. Because when you put a... Like a hot sandwich. If you put a panini, you make a panini and you put a tomato on before you panini it. What's the point? It becomes boiling water that you're scalding your yeah, mouth no, with no. in between velvety cheese or whatever mm -hmm. your layers consist of. That sounds absolutely delicious. And I did yeah. see somewhere a gluten-free Texas toast. Mm. And so I get that and a, the sunrise slush and some tater tots. And then I would come back later and get another meal. And that was my life. And I really miss you. So even though the last time I was in Arkansas and I was there for three weeks, I didn't go one time. Fake fan. I know. I went to, well, that means I've been to Sonic more recently than you because I went in mm -hmm. Gallup, New Mexico. That town is haunted. Yeah. We don't need to be there. The white people, the, no, the we don't colonizers. need. The colonizers, we need to get out of there. Leave those people. This is haunted. Rightfully so. Rightfully yeah. so. 
Maybe that should be my hot take one episode. Some people deserve to be haunted. (laughs) Yeah, me. And there are different meanings of haunted. And we can learn all about that because some people deserve to be haunted for, you know, their war crimes, their pillaging. And then some people would like to be haunted so they can get pillaged. (laughs) (laughs) Melissa wants to fuck a ghost if you're new here. So I feel like it's given you... Boo, so chilly. Um, that is a, a lowdown on us. And um, yeah, giving you a great sense if you are brand new here. We hope some of you are, and we hope you stick around and stay. This podcast, we call it, you know, ethical shit talking gossip. We have three different segments. We will explain each of them before we get into them. But the crux of it is we're never wrong. So we tell other people when they're wrong. And one of the best parts about the show is we have you all, our audience, vote on who you think was wrong in each of the segments. And that's over on our Instagram story. We post that usually after. Uh, we are These go up on Thursdays, these episodes. And I think because we're starting to now record episodes on Thursdays, I think I'm going to get even better at posting the results on Friday. Mm, actually, no, because I didn't even post that there was a new episode today. If anything, you've gotten worse. First of all, Melissa, it is freshly September. And I know... That we recorded it on before, Thursdays, but like I the last two weeks. Yeah, but then I told you I thought this wasn't until September. And you said it is September, and then from that moment forward, I said it's September. So I think that has something to do with it. Okay, to be fair, this week really doesn't fucking count because I've only started catching up on the sleep I didn't get. Um, but I'm remaining positive. Remember, I told you if you and you all, if you listened in another episode, that I'm delusional and I'm just. Everything's going to work out. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's a fun time. We love to see responses and we also like to read them. So we do that on our Friday episode, which is called Fisting Friday. And no hard feelings if you don't vote with us unless it's like really problematic. But like a lot of the stuff is like, you know, difference of opinion. It's not a huge deal. But some of them are a huge deal. But you should not feel... Like you can't have a different opinion than us. And we also love to hear when people do have a different opinion and they can share that. So even if we like think your opinion's wrong, that's fine. You can think our opinion's wrong. Yep. That is all good. There's no hard feelings. Unless there are. And <laughs> anything else? No, nah, let's get into it. All right. Here we go for But Am I Wrong? And that's when we pick things from our lives. It can be a hot take, a rant, or a time when we might have made a questionable decision and then we present it to say, am I wrong? Here we go. I'm up first. In my opinion, sending text messages in a professional sense is rude unless you have established that that is how you communicate. And would I be wrong if I block someone that sends me professional text messages when I've told them numerous times not to text me? Or option two, which I think I'm going to do, is that if you turn on the uh, thing on your phone where you have like you're in the car and it'll automatically send you the notification like this person's driving, they'll text you later. I think I'm just going to turn it on where it'd be like where it'll say, I do not accept text messages during the work hours. Please send my assistant an email. I think that's fine. Cool. I get I keeping those things separate is even if it's not like annoying, you can't search text messages the same way you can. An email. 
Yes. Yeah. I, I, I do that with our manager all the time and like not mm-hmm. even in like a bitchy way where I'll be like, can you s- shoot me this in an email? Like, and. And I've, the thing is, I've told this. Well, there's a difference person. between disrespecting and. Yes. Yeah. This specific person and other people as well. I am not, I do not work in a profession where I can constantly check my phone. If I'm writing, I cannot check my phone. If I'm directing an audiobook, I cannot check my phone. If I am producing a podcast, I cannot check my phone. If I am hosting a podcast, I cannot check my phone. That is what I'm doing all day during the work hours. It is vital to my profession to be hyper-focused and not on my phone. So therefore, I am not texting. Also, if I have told you numerous times before, please do not text me. I can never just jump on a quick call. Mm-hmm. Why are you still doing it? I At that point, I just see it bl- as like blatant disrespect. And I feel like if specifically this person was working with these people on a different project where they had a different producer, they would never text them for that. Never text them. They would go through their assistant. I also think if they, if you did what they wanted and carry and, and adhered to that, and then you did that for other people while you were working with that, they would not be yes. cool with that. Right. It's, it feels like a, it feels like a special treatment for mm-hmm. certain, like you like, First of all, I think I deserve special treatment from you all the time, but like not in, it, you literally have in a, a way it's your phone's on do not disturb all the time. Like, yes. I know that texting you is, if I want a quick, um, I know, I know who to contact if I need to get a hold of you quick, or I need you to know, you need to get this information quick and maybe we'll not do anything about it or whatever. But like I text message I'm sending you 15,000 different things and then we're reading them a day and a half later and responding to all, like, it's just not. Yeah. How. It, and those yeah. are f- mostly friend text messages. They're not work text messages. That's what when I mean. It's work like stuff. We work together, like, but we don't yeah. text like that for, and if we do our text, it's like we're texting the work day that we are working together. So like mm-hmm. as someone who works with you, I know how you work and other people who work with you know how you work. And I think that's specifically disrespectful. And I'm, really tired of it i'm really tired of it i'm so tired well yeah because you've said everything yes and this week has just been a a week of me my pet my my patience being tested and uh i'm ready to punch bitches people here if you've been completely disrespected and your boundaries have been crossed at work i would like to know it has nothing to do with like voting just share because i'm tired i like i at this point i don't know how many more ways i can say it yeah so is that what you're trying to figure like how to get through or like i'm over it because i've i literally can just scroll up screenshot when i've said don't text me scroll up scroll up screenshot don't mm-hmm. text me please contact my assistant to schedule time it's literally there. You can you it wouldn't even take long to even scroll up to see one message and there's several there. I wish you could do a bounce back for text messages. I know. Like that would be nice. Yeah. I mean, that's for what sure. blocking would do though, cuz it would just turn green and say it wasn't un- it would say it was undelivered. Blocking it still goes through. 
So they think that, so if you don't know that you're blocked necessarily, it depends on the, I mean, also, I guess it depends on you have what to block phone it to on what all, phone. You've got to block it on all devices, but it will like either oh, turn eventually green. then be green if it's on yeah. all. Oh, yep. weird. You can still get voicemails from blocked calls though. And then it's like in a special folder. Yeah. This is a, it's not sustainable. Sooner or later, they will, you know, it, people will start to realize it's not sustainable. I also just find that so disrespectful because like, you're an adult. You're not like hired by them as like working for them to then cater how you work. Like in creative space, like you have to mesh with other creatives. You don't be like, okay, cool. I want you, but I need you to be more like this. And it's like, yep. no. Unless you want to pay for me like full time, I'm not available for you full time. No. And you're not even paying me with love. It's not that deep. Like, no, it's not. It's not that deep. It's like, not. That would drive me crazy. Anyways, on your side, always and forever, off of a cliff. <laughs> um, so I was workshopping this and how to phrase this yesterday. So I started with one sentence and then I realized that I actually don't believe that. And I've changed it. So this is my hot take celebrities might fuck you but not if you're weird my first hot take was timothy chalamet is not gonna fuck you and then i thought you know what timothy chalamet might fuck you but i know how he's not going to fuck you and this is continuing on my issue with people and their belief system about celebrities i'm about to give you some 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 serious intel it is not that hard to sleep with famous straight men. It's not. It's just as hard as it is to sleep with non-famous straight men, which is not very hard. Sure, there are some exceptions to the rule, totally. I have so many, I know so many people who have had sex with different levels of fame, all of those things. And if your ultimate goal is like, I want to fuck him. And it's like, oh my God, I want to, I, I want him. I am telling you this right now. That is an attainable goal. We can work with that. What we cannot do is become so obsessed that we're like, I have to marry him and wear his skin. That, my love, that is scary. That is a problem. And that's getting you on a watch list. And I think we need as a society to empower ourselves as women to know you could fuck that celebrity. That celebrity is just like any other person, but you need to set boundaries. I, I'm just waiting to hear what this ride. was inspired. What was this was inspired Melissa, by? The way that the internet has assigned a personality to a man who allegedly, allegedly, and I think this is, I, I don't believe this is true, but this reminds me of the Drake condom thing where enough people believe it's true. So therefore, that becomes like a, uh, like that t allegedly Timothy Chalamet spread chlamydia across all of NYU, which I don't necessarily believe is true. But I mean, a lot of NYU kids are like, probably. So I'm like, that doesn't really sound great at all. The fact, the internet, I've never seen the internet lose its mind. The only other comparison, and I think they must be, ch like, there has to be, texting about this was when Chris Evans had a girlfriend and that fan base 
wrote a letter and they were like, Chris, don't do this to us. Like, you have to end it with her. Like, why would you? And they signed it and they made like a change.org petition. And I was like, oh my God, if you wanted to fuck him, like you could have fucked him. Like, I just need straight women. I need us together. Look me in the eyes, listen in your ears. If you want to have sex with a celebrity, you can do it. You do not have to obsess to the point where you need to wear their skin and go this absolute ham. Have some faith in yourself. Have some confidence. Have some absolute confidence that you can nail this man. Because you can. You can. But we're letting it get, we're, we're putting them up on a pedestal. You put this, you put Timothy Chalamet up on this little pedestal and they've created this whole persona for him that he is this like soft boy, like tortured artist reading Shakespeare and just like talking about the arts. I'm sorry. Have you seen him perform in his high school where he's like crank that soldier boy or when he's hooking up with Eliza Gonzalez in a pool or when he's tongue in Lily Rose Depp like on a yacht or with I say this with love. There is this YouTube video of him, Greta Gerwig, uh, Saoirse, Rona, Saoirse Ronan and Laura Dern all together talking and all of the women together listening to them. I feel like I'm at an Ivy League and I'm just learning about film and all of it. And when he talks, it's familiar. It sounds like guys that I've talked to at parties. Like, it's just like, he's a dude and he seems like a fine and cool dude, but they've assigned this thing to him and they are losing their minds because he is now publicly with Kylie Jenner. And Melissa, do you know who Club Chalamet is? No. Are they the Chalamanders? It's the head of the Chalamanders. <laughs> she's, the, she's the royalty. And this dives into my second part. Double standards are okay. And sometimes age shaming is okay. If it stops people from doing things that are embarrassing to them and everybody else. And for your own good, people are age shaming you. And that's something that we're going to have to deal with. And if I do this, when I am the big old age of well into my 40s, I hope someone age shames me because you know what? The key word there is shame. I should feel shame. Regardless of my age, I should feel shame. Bring back shame. If it takes the age, then fine. Melissa, prepare, gird your loins. You're never going to believe that this is the person who is behind all of this. Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet are groping each other. He's smoking a cigarette indoors, everybody. Like, come on. I need to have higher. First of all, we've all, we've all hooked up with someone who would smoke a cigarette indoors. Just know that that is categorize. He's in that category. So she made a post. I literally can't even read this in all seriousness. Okay. Has an entire fan Instagram account all about this. And Club Shalamander has, or sorry, Club Shalamander is accusing Kylie Jenner of stalking Timothy Chalamet. Pot meat kettle. And Melissa, that's an easier pill to swallow than maybe I'm stalking him. And he's dating her. He's only grabbing ass and sucking face with one of you. If one of you's a stalker and one of you is getting boned by that Victorian boy, I think we know which one is which. So they posted a video of them in Club Renaissance. The caption Slurpee's stalking paid off. Tonight at Beyonce's concert in LA, what appears to be Timothy, what appears to be Timothy, 
He's standing there in clear view, smoking a cigarette and talking to a stalker. It looks like they're meeting for the first time since she's been stalking his place. What else is he supposed to do? Spit in her face? He was probably there with friends and Mama Carjenner waved her staff and commanded this meeting and filmed. That's my assessment. Woo boy, people are going to lose their fucking minds. Gossipers manifested this. Slurpee won the stalking game. What? And then posted, if you're feeling distressed by the video, it's okay, but please take care of yourself. Step away from social media for a couple days. Don't attack or criticize Timothy. Too much money and time when publicly harassing him and it finally paid off for those people. Deep breaths. This too shall pass. Hi, guys. Woke up an extra half hour to see if there are further developments overnight, and it does get worse. After months and, after months, and months of gossip media bombardment, gossip speculations, and sources from the Carjenner camp, her people stalking Timmy's private residence and his obvious obvious avoidance of her has finally paid off, and, had pri- and her primary objective has been met. Timothy now has played her hand and relented. Based on all the DMs I've received, fans are absolutely devastated and disappointed. I don't know what more I can say to alleviate your pain and heartache. I truly sympathize with you. Please take some time away from social media to your mental health because it's very important to me. I'm very concerned for some of you. I wish I could give you a hug. For those of us who who know better, stay strong. This relentless pursuit of Timothy Chalamet had an endgame. And what better way to claim her prize than at a Beyonce concert where half of Hollywood and the media would be there with a special focus on the car generators and their guests at the VIP stand. This woman has now been redeemed in the eyes of the fans, investors, and media. She's a brand that needs to be rehabilitated. Whatever type of blackmail or threats she has on Timmy, she stayed the course because her reputation needed to be cleansed by someone like Timothy Chalamet. This sucks, but this is Hollywood. I still love Timothy. The situation with Slurpee will end in time. Then did a Club X Spaces, like a, you know, Twitter Spaces, for hours and hours, and has posted all of these things and then they make a post about Pierce the fandom has learned a new word and it's applying to me the term is parasocial relationships then they copy paste the google definition basically the general gossip public just heard of club chalamet for the first time in recent days think i'm just a passive possessive delusional fan of timothy chalamet championing his life while he doesn't know i exist that sounds like a fair assessment and she rebuttals that well, I'm happy to burst your rubble, but please note that he knows of me. I have had the incredible opportunity to have met him four to five times, got several autographs, a couple of pics, two hugs, and told his sister Pauline that I was cool. She told me when I met her at a screening of her short film in Palm Springs because she saw me supporting her work a week prior and was impressed with my style and asked her baby bro if he knew me. The most important standout meeting with Timmy was at Coachella in 2021, where he enthusiastically hugged me and thanked me for supporting him while looking out for him. I'm not his friend. I'm not even an acquaintance or friend. I'm just a fan who's he is very familiar with, and I'm proud of that. So I don't like to be that bragging bitch, but I felt the need to inform some troll bitches. Some troll bitches. Melissa, these are all within like 48 hours. It is absolutely wild. There are videos of like him avoiding hugging her at like fandom kinds of things. And this is what happens when you romanticize. And so like, there are a lot of people who aren't at this level, but they're like, what does Kylie Jenner have to offer Timothy Chalamet? And I go, what does a man bring to the table? Like this whole fucking thing of you, you people have this idea if they lust after a man who is not conven- in their minds conventionally attractive, he's a good guy. He's a safe guy. You know who benefits from the patriarchy? All men, all men, hot men, ugly men, tall men, short men, funny men, not funny men, boring men, entertaining, like literally anyone. And this, absolute craze of it and i just think that we've tried to shame people so far it's not working so the new age shaming is coming in but but she's like old enough to be his mother she's in his 40s yeah that's what i'm Mm -hmm. saying 
No, I know. But people are now turning to age shame her. But now we have a term for age shaming. So sh- we can't. So I, I think that we need to start empowering the masses. If you want to fuck a celebrity, you can fuck a celebrity. It is not that hard. I knew that when I was watching TV with a friend. It was when I first moved here. And this man appeared on screen. It was a award show. And she goes, I want to date him. And I was like, okay. Easily found him in a week. Yep. They were actually in a relationship for a couple years. The thirstiest dating app messages I have ever gotten are from the most famous of people. Mm -hmm. But also, like, I know people who aren't from here, who aren't even necessarily in the industry, who have hooked up with and long-term dated some of, like, the most fucking famous people. Like, if you genuinely vibe check and you see someone like, wow, I really think we would vibe. I think like if you want to say that you think if Harry Styles met you, that he would love you and you think that's delusional, that's fine. That's totally fine. You're allowed to be like, there's something a vibe I get. I totally get it. Then make it happen. Then if you think you're paired up wonderfully well, then they will see it too. And you can hook up and that's great. But like, if you think that like, you know, someone based on how they carry themselves or whatever you see from like a fandom perspective, you you don't. <laughs> there was literally a guy that was on a TV show that I had a crush on. I was like, haha, I'm going to hook up with him when I go to LA. Didn't take long for me to be in the same room yeah. with him. Totally not somebody I would ever hook up with, but I could have if I wanted to. Once I exactly. got to know him, I was like, mm-mm. And I've exactly. been in the room with him several. I've been several events also pers- like we have mutual friends mm-hmm. i need everybody we need to build up the confidence you could fuck them i'm telling you right now you could fuck any of these people that you want to fuck but you can never be married in a relationship with them because you don't know them so mm-hmm. let's separate this you're allowed to be horny you're allowed to want to fuck go for it Fuck a famous dude. Fuck a famous dude. I'm so happy for you. Fuck a famous dude and stop putting them on pedestals because they're like any, like, just fuck. Just, I just need, because think about this. Not all of you can be the one true love, but a hell of a lot of you can fuck, just fuck them. Like, know your odds there. And then from there, who knows? Who the fuck knows what will happen after that? I mean, there's a clear indicator of what would happen, but I'm just, Fuck more celebrities. 2023. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I Thank genuinely you. feel Noted. like that. Fuck more celebrities. You have a few months left. Do it. I just need everyone to do it. Also, if I was Timothy Chalamet, I would low-key be, like, hella offended that people are like, you're not supposed to do this. It, like, I'm suddenly a Timothy Chalamet fan and a Kylie Jenner fan because I'm like, let them fuck. At least she's dating somebody her own age. I know. And like, she's dating someone who seems like he likes her. Yeah. And like, respects her. Does he respect the breathing space for everybody around him? No. But okay. But like, do I honestly think this is going to last for a long time? I could care less because I am 10 years older than them. And they are children and they can do whatever the hell they want to do. I just find it absolutely wild that like, people think this man that they don't know is like, ew, Kylie Jenner. And I'm like, if I was him, I would be so offended. I'm like, so you think I'm ugly enough that I'm supposed to be like the nicest guy ever and like not shallow? Like, 
You think that like you picked an ugly dude. And so therefore I must, I can't even be like a, a douche or a fuck boy. Like what? But like everybody knows I am not a Jenner nor Kardashian fan, but she brings so much to the table. I know. She brings want- so much to the table. So like, what are y'all talking about? And what does he bring to the table? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, w- with love, what do you think he's bringing to the table that she's showing up to empty handed? <laughs> like, what Quirky the fuck? Acting. That's what I'm saying. I'm just like, that's not even his words. Like, he's really, he's like, I'm so baffled. And I also just want to say for the, some of the people who are absolutely so fucking in love with him, I think a moment of self-reflection do you love him or do you love his female scene partners who are doing incredible work and they're playing this, doing this wonderful fucking dance and these writers who are writing these amazing, wonderful things and these people who have great chemistry there. He is what it makes when people like specifically people keep referencing, like, look at, like, look at him acting to know how attractive he is. I go, that's not a thing. I've been to a private, again, you can go to these screenings, just whatever. But I've been to a private screening of a movie of his. There were maybe 15 people there. I've had a conversation with him. He's exactly what I thought he would be. And that was like, there was nothing like I find him charming. And I was like, I get why people would be into him. But it's like, there's, you could walk in new york city and spit and there are a million other boys that are exactly like him and they won't have at least not all of them won't have the trauma that it takes to become a full-time actor into your adult life as a career like there's an underlying note in all of us which is theater kid trauma like it's just i i just think that when men look like this and they're like they've d- done so well in all of this you're not giving any credit to all of the other women there like he's a fantastic actor but he's acting and he's charming totally but like if you fall in love with him from the projects he's in you should you, that tells me you should watch more of the things that that director did and who else wrote that and like the other things that those actors are in like not like i should make a fan account for him and like stalk him to everything he goes to. And his sister's things too. Like you thought you were going to get in with his sister. That is so weird. Like that's very weird. And even in like the way, like when they're telling the conversation, I'm like, I I know you're reading that in a positive way, but like, that is not how this is coming across. His sister went, do you know her? That's Uh how she said it. It wasn't Uh like, you know her? Yeah. It's unsettling. Might I say? Actually, I take it back, by the way. They're in their 50s, not So 40s. definitely mother. Okay. We're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to get into But Are You Wrong? Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Today's episode is brought to you by one of our sponsors, 310 Nutrition. They're helping us, our listeners, all of you, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options of flavors and preferences, and I love a good option. I love an array. I love picking and choosing what I love. And I love these products. They make the most delicious protein shakes that I've had called the All-in-One Shake. And when I say delicious, I mean like these don't taste like protein shakes. They're just very flavorful and actually taste like the flavor that they say they are. I have the chocolate bliss, the vanilla cream, and the caramel sundae. Um, I like to drink them as is, or I've also like mixed them together. So I've done like half of a chocolate Ooh. bliss plus half of a caramel sundae. And it is so delicious. Tasty. Um, they have a protein blend of plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave you feeling full. You can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. I love their hydrate. It is so good for me. I've talked about this before so many times. Your girl needs electrolytes constantly, every day, at all times. And what I love about theirs is the variety of flavors. So lemon-lime, my favorite, strawberry, peach mango, another delicious one, wild berry, watermelon, and cucumber. Hydrate Point supercharges water with all the key vitamins, electrolytes, and minerals. So one stick of hydrate mixed into 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me. <gasps> oh, if only they could see the video. Melissa's holding up our next sponsor, who we love. No way. Yes way. And guess who our sponsor is? Way. <laughs> I have loved way products for so long, but I have to say that in the last month or so, whenever we started doing ads with them and I got sent some new things I've never tried before, I have been having the best hair days of my entire life. 
to be to be perfectly frank, I've been having gorgeous and easy hair days. Yeah, um, I had to uh, go out of town for a family emergency. I've talked about it on the podcast. And um, I usually do not like to fly with um, a lot of hair things. I'll usually use what's at my parents' house. And um, I was like, nah, I, I like this stuff too much. I packed everything. I packed everything that they sent us. It's just so, so good. I love their detox shampoo. I am someone who like the front part of my scalp or hair or whatever gets really dry. But then the nape of my neck, especially if I sleep with a bonnet on, I'll sweat in the night. And so then the parts of my back, like th- that's getting all dingy. But then also sometimes when you wear like your little front pieces, it can get like oily extra quickly. All of this to say, I have never used a clarifying shampoo that gets my hair so clean without being like dry and squeaky and like, oh gosh, I can't keep using this. This is not good. Like it just gets everything out of your hair, totally refreshes. But I cannot say enough good things about the hair gloss. Like, oh, the hydration, the shine, the, the gorgeous body that it gives your hair. It's fantastic. And I'm someone who has, I have lighter hair, so it doesn't get really shiny normally. And it's also bleach damage. So sometimes the ends, especially now I need a haircut, they get really tangled and hard to brush through. When I use the hair gloss and then I give myself a little blowout at home, my hair looks stunning and it feels stunning. And that style lasts for a lot longer than most of my other hair days. Yeah, I'll use the detox shampoo and then also the leave-in conditioner and then let my, I'll twist my hair out and let it dry. And then I'll finish it with the hair gloss. And I love the way that it just like makes my curls pop. And it also smells so, so So good. good. It smells like a salon. Mm -hmm. I feel like my head's in a basin, but my neck isn't hurting. (laughs) It's like, it's the best of both worlds. That is a great analogy. So we've been talking about Way's new hair gloss. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water. It provides immediate shine, helps treat damage. What Megan just talked about, she has some chemically damaged hair and it enhances your color vibrancy. And according to a customer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed that their hair looked shinier, healthier, and smoother. And we were not in that study, but we are telling you that we also agree that our hair was looking shinier, healthier, and smoother. Way has so many bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, like we talked about, their fragrances, and their hair oil, which I love, especially when I'm wearing my hair naturally wavy to like break the cast. Doesn't weigh my hair down at all. Super lightweight. And they're just, everything they make is so good. They have not made a product that I haven't, not only like haven't like disliked, like I haven't loved. Like I love everything they do. And we're just such a huge fan. So please keep sponsoring our show (laughs) because... You have a customer in me for life. Me too. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use promo code BLAME for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com. Promo code BLAME. And welcome to But Are You Wrong? This is when y'all write into But Am I Wrong Pod at gmail.com 300 and give the predicaments that are going on in your life. Keep it to 300 words or less wrong and make sure you're asking, phrase it in a way. Am I wrong? Would I be wrong? Something that says, am I wrong? And then tell the story or put it at the end. But either way, we need to know what we are 
voting on. Yeah. First up, my husband, Dan, and I, 32, have a friend group of 15-ish people who do everything together. That's too many people. Sorry. My mind immediately goes to swinkers. (laughs) Mainly my husband's friends. I have smaller groups I connect with. One of the girls, let's call her Rachel. We already know what you're doing here. Is essentially just a total dick to Dan. She talks shit about him behind his back and is generally just rude. A few months ago, she organized a big party, Marquee Kegs, and invited our entire group, including me, and purposely excluded Dan. Dan was annoyed and hurt, but didn't make a big deal. I, on the other hand, was extremely angry and vocal about how petty the group dynamics had gotten. A month later, Dan organized an event with some friends from the group, which unbeknownst to anyone was on Rachel's birthday. (laughs) A few days later, before her birthday, she asked if everyone was free for dinner. The friends hanging out with Dan said they couldn't make it, but wished her a good night. This went down badly with Rachel, who complained to everyone about how Dan had created a small exclusive event on her birthday. At this point, Dan was fed up and decided to uninvite her to our Christmas party that we have thrown for the last 10 years. I understand his hurt and frustration, but didn't agree with the decision because it felt a bit childish and unnecessary. Fast forward another month and Rachel randomly invited Dan to her event. And since I've cooled down, I tell him we should go. He agrees, but said he won't invite her to our event because she hasn't apologized and he doesn't consider her a friend. I said I like to invite her because it's a long-standing tradition and life's too short to get lost in petty things. Am I wrong for reinviting Rachel? I'm sorry, but I stand with Dan. I stand with Dan. Look at us siding with a man. Someone wrongs me, talks shit about me, and I'm just supposed to invite them because it's tradition. Traditions are meant to be broken. It's not petty at all because she talked shit about him, invited you and didn't invite him to something that is petty. Also, if y'all are all such close friends, why didn't no one remember that it was Rachel's birthday? And then she throws a birthday party. I mean, like invites everyone to a birthday party a few days before. And she just thought everybody thought it was her birthday. I don't I think y'all have a group of associates that do things together, but you're not actually friends. A it's cohort. just, it's yeah, a, a group of people that you hang out with because if y'all were actually friends, you know, I literally have all my friends' birthdays in a calendar. Mm-hmm. I tell them happy birthday at the stroke of midnight. I know I ask my friends months in advance what we're doing on their birthday so that I don't plan things. Like for example, I have a friend whose birthday is two days before I go to Beyonce's concert. I asked her, what are you doing for your birthday? Because I may be out of town. And you know what? She's doing her birthday party the week before. So then I don't miss out. That is what friends do. You don't do shit like this. Like this is not how friends behave. So if this is what breaks up your little group, great. Because I want y'all to get some real friends. I also think that I just have to note the the life's too short to get lost in petty things is a Taylor Swift <laughs> quote and you are oh, using it? it so wrong because that is not the it is not the 
life is too short to be friends with people who are friends. awful to other friends and in this case your husband your like husband. that's what i mean i'm like life's too short to like accept someone and say someone's a friend who you also to your core don't believe is it's life's too short to accept shitty friends and it's just people calling themselves friends and not actually behaving like friends like that to me is life's too short for that and 15 people you mean you can't cut a couple loose like if someone was talking bad about my partner, why oh my would God, I want to be in the same place with them? Why would I want to breathe the same air as them? Somebody was talking bad about my partner and then never apologized to them. Fuck them. Also, like, if I'm the partner and I bring that up and my partner's like, mm, I'm like, okay, now I have a problem with you, too. Yeah. Because, like, what the fuck? Like, literally went through this in real life. Like... I was helping another a friend with this situation last weekend because their somebody wronged their partner and was talking shit and they were like trying to still be friends with them and their partner didn't understand why and I didn't understand why and the other friend that they were telling this to did not understand why they were defending this person when they'd wronged their partner and then they finally came to their senses and I hope to do the same for you. Yeah, cuz I'm just wondering first of all if you trim one person off this, you know how much easier it is to get a dinner reservation? Like, you like you bring one less chair around. Like, shit's it's easy. It's easy like, for Rachel to get a dinner reservation because all the friends are hanging out with Dan. Facts. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just one of those things that I'm like, it's not like you're at a loss for friends. It's like you've got a whole slew of them. If I were in your position, I'd be looking to trim a couple off. Boot, boot a I would have a couple on you know, the practice squad, because that's a hell of a lot of fucking people. And it's a little cumbersome. And also it doesn't even seem like anyone likes her. So it's a friend group. And also I do think it's equal, like it's even worse because it's, you said this is mainly your husband's friends. And so then it's like, he gets to say how he wants to interact with his friends. And you were brought into this friendship group. He says mostly through him. And then you're trying to be like, no, don't go to like, uh-uh, uh-uh, because no, it's also just like, even if you think that if the roles were reversed, you would still stand by this and you would like, and if he said like, fuck that, let's cut them out. And you were like, no, even if you think that, I promise you there is a reverse of this where you would be so fucking pissed at your partner. It might not be like this exact person in this exact situation. Let's say like, your mother-in-law was talking mad shit about you and your partner is like, just, it's fine. Like we, you know, we're still going to, it'll be fine. And like not, and just wants you to move on past it without apology, like without an apology or anything. Like it doesn't have to be Rachel when you flip the script, but like, it's just not a, it is telling your partner that they don't need, that they don't deserve an apology for that mm -hmm. and that they should move on without that. <laughs> that is not something I would ever want to say that could come back and bite me in the ass when I need support. Absolutely not. I'm the opposite. I will go far too hard. I need like, when someone's like, oh, we don't like this person. I'm like, how much do we not like this person? Am mm -hmm. I burning down their home? Or am I like, like unfollowing them? Like, where do we land? And I have a perfect Taylor Swift quote to back end this for you. A friend to all is a friend to none. There you go. All right. You're, to, you're up. D-D-D-D-D-D-D. Reading. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am 27, she, her, and this story involves my boyfriend, 31, he, him. We've been together for over a year and a half. 
My boyfriend has become upset with me on several occasions because I will be talking during conversation when someone else interrupts me. And rather than letting them interrupt me, I will continue to finish my thought. I do not do this every time that I'm interrupted by someone, only when I have a specific point or sentence to finish. He thinks it's super rude for me not to just stop talking once he or someone else interrupts to let them ask their question or to make their point. He says the whole point of a conversation is for people to be contributing their own thoughts and that interrupting is a way to show engagement in the conversation. I agree that interruptions are a normal part of informal conversation and it doesn't bother me when people do this so, so long as it's not constantly. I just don't understand why me continuing my thought is any different or ruder than someone interrupting me in the first place. I think both are normal when in a non-professional setting and I don't have to let people interrupt me. Am I wrong for talking over him sometimes when he tries to interject? This is fucking hilarious to me. He's upset that you are interrupting his interruption. I'm like, no, you're not wrong at all. And this is from someone who is an interrupter and also gets annoyed when I only get annoyed when Mott interrupts me. That's like it. But I just, I also have an issue with like when men aren't always like listening because like, Men listen differently than women. And like, I'm also highly cognizant of it. So like, if he's talking to specifically another woman, I'm like, I need you to actually engage and pay pay attention because men aren't taught how to listen the same way women have to listen. Like, you're, it's fucking ingrained in you. And men are taught other people have to listen. Like, people listen when I speak and we're taught listen when someone speaks. So this is hilarious to me because... I don't think that this is an issue he has with you in your bigger life. I think this is an issue that he has with his ego that like he thinks when he talks, people need to be quiet and hear him, which is wildly ironic. I do think good conversation, depending on the conversation, there's like an interruption. But like if I interrupt someone, I am not owed them stopping talking because the interruption means I know they're already talking. Or I'm just like rattling things off and you can't get mad in the reverse of it at all. So I don't think you're wrong at at all. I think there's a difference also between like bulldozing a conversation and the way you're talking about it. It's not an argument. Like you're not like fighting and it's not like you're not letting him get a word in. You're saying this, this is much more of like a banter, fun, just conversation wise. And I, I just think this is like very, you know, it, it's just a little... I don't know if double-sided is the right word, but like he can't have both. He can't be pro-interruption, but then you have to stop talking because then that no longer becomes an interruption. I hate when people interrupt me because I lose my train of thought. And I don't remember, sometimes I don't remember where I was going with the conversation because they just blocked what I was about to say. Or they make they think that I'm going to say something that I was never going to say. I was making a statement and then I was going to clarify it with my next thing that I was going to say. And then they've interrupted me. And so when I was younger, I was much more of a pushover for that. And now I'll just be like, I wasn't done talking or say, or just keep talking or say, I wasn't done talking. This is what I was going to continue to say. It, we do it all the time. And by we, we I mean you and it's there's you just I, did it. it yeah, I was gonna, and, and, and it's not something I like about it's not like the a defensive tactic. I'm like, it's not a it's a in my case, it's not a choice and it's something and then it's but like I'm not owed anything. When, no. And then like as far as it being a conversation, what I've noticed that you've done, I don't know if you've noticed it or it's probably been a, a choice of yours that you've 
openly made, but you'll, you'll, no, you'll say, what do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I've been kind of, there's somebody I know that is constantly interrupting me when I'm talking and other people. It's not just me. I see them doing it to other people. And I'm trying to like teach them that because I noticed that you do it too. And so I'm at the point now where I'm just going to start saying that, like, why don't you wait till I have a break or something mm-hmm. like that? Because when you do that, it th- then does not make it a conversation because I can, I have not finished my part of conversing. Yeah. There's a difference between like a lack of impulse control and then being like, oh, sorry, sorry. sorry like, and like that, then like, he wants you to be done with what you're saying. And it's now his turn to say something. And that's not, like you that's exactly you said that's not a conversation then like then it's like I'm talking oh no no now you're saying I'm done talking and now you're talking and like one of like the biggest things that I'm guilty of when it I mean I'm in, I interrupt all the time but like specifically and I'll do it with I do it with the people that I'm closest to because like it's like if we have like a radio station in our head like I know we're on this and I'm like if there's like a wheel of cheese in your head and you're like running ahead of it and like you are very good at, I mean, you're a writer, you're very good at pacing. You're like, I'm going to get there. And I'm like, sorry, sorry, sorry. But it's one of those things that like, that's an interruption. It's still rude. It's still a compulsion. It's not a reader. It's not a take of, it's, that's a, if he wants to defend on that, I'm like, that's some, that's a, that's an engagement in this, the shared specific thing. But like, that is also not something that you're, again, owed in the, oh shit, sorry, 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 reverse, uh, like, I'm taking, like, so to to think and like, and his is a, I'm like, it's not a conscious thing, nor is it something that is like, I have to, this is something that is, that they're not going to say, or I think I'm fixing, it's just an issue. But for him, it's, he's valuing what he's saying over what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's not an inconvenience or an annoyance. That's like disrespectful. Yep. So you're not wrong. You're not wrong literally at fucking all. All right. We're going to take another break. And when we get back, we're going to get into, but are they wrong? Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. are back and it's time for our final segment but are they wrong where we nominate the vote of the week could be celebrity entertainment pop culture politics governing bodies we've also put up entire states for nomination um and we've given the public shaming tomato 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 who do you have to nominate this week i have a double nomination this week same situation though they're partners in crime espionage I've been loving that word lately. (laughs) 
don't know. I'm nominating Officer Francesco Marlett and Virginia Pinto. So there's been a, I don't know if y'all have seen this video going around where an officer on duty in broad daylight at a playground has been hooking up with a lady in the back of his squad car. (laughs) Well, it's an SUV. But somebody had one video from the front and then it was like days later and somebody else had a video from the back where same two people, same two people hooking up broad daylight next to the playground in the squad SUV. What do you, I don't know what they call it. Cruiser, maybe. Oh yeah, they've got weird names for cars. I think it's a cruiser. He's a police officer in Maryland, Prince George Police Department. And people were thinking like, this was a sex worker or like somebody that was actually doing like an actual crime and this is how they were getting out of it. No, this is his mistress. They've been carrying on with this affair for a while, not apologetic about it at all because his wife actually took to Facebook (laughs) to give all the information about this and said, rotten hell, bitch. Got to get her on the podcast. Um, I don't think we want her. <laughs> no, we don't at all. But I have to say, Facebook is still good for this. Yeah. Yeah. So the chief of police, Malik Azid, said, I know the officer's actions seen on these videos have sparked a range of emotions in the community and put a negative spotlight on this agency. Y'all are the police. And the many hardworking women and men who wear our uniform. Both these women in his life, mistress and wife, are Black women. And Virginia, the mistress, said that she has a thing for Caucasian men. Her son's dad is white. And she told the New York Post in a recent interview. That's what she told me. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I love journalism. She's also a U.S. Army veteran because people were thinking that she was like underage in the videos because he's tall and she's short. I'm like, that looks like a grown woman to me. I don't know what y'all are seeing, but that's a grown woman. But she's a vet. They've been having this affair for two years and the wife was fully aware before she took it to Facebook. And she said, what's so exciting? He's a cop. I'm a civilian. We got caught. It sucks, but this will pass. This too shall pass. (laughs) I'm living my life. I have children. I'm sure, as you guys know, I have a 15-year-old. His father was Caucasian. I guess I have a thing for Caucasians. They were at a high school when all this was happening. They were parked for 40 minutes, leaving separately. And then she went on and said, in my head, I've done nothing wrong. I'm going to continue living my life, doing what I'm doing. In my heart, in his heart, I know I've done nothing. He knows. Paula knows. I've done nothing wrong. God is my higher power. Do not bring God into this. She (laughs) said she admitted it that it looked bad, but whatever. It just looks bad because he's a cop. And she said that she's not a homewrecker. It's not happy at their home either because allegedly the other wife is also cheating. (laughs) The wife is also cheating. I love this. I'm not going and so then Virginia goes on to say I'm not going to tell you that come on I can't tell you I can't tell that to you there's no bad guys in all this we're all the bad guys I guess from what I read in the report reports allegedly in May he got 
which this took it in a different yeah. That's direction. That's why they thought it was a kid. Yeah, but he, well, he got suspended for domestic violence. And then the case was closed and then he was back on duty. And so then the wife said, my husband used her for sex because she was easy. He gave her broken promises so she would give him pussy. She's easy. I never put our marriage out there because like all marriages, we hit a rough patch. We get through everything at the end of the day. He's been suspended without pay, but then this isn't his first suspension because he was suspended again in 2016 when he was suspended without pay after being charged with child abuse. He was accused of knocking his then girlfriend, girlfriend's uh, three-year-old boy unconscious while off duty at his home in December 2015 after the child spoiled the bed, like used the bathroom because it was a baby. So. Mm-hmm. Again, he's clearly not a good person. The case has been reopened because of all this. R.I.P. Jerry Springer, because this was made for his show. What a mess. What a mess. Have you seen the picture of him? Yeah. Yep. That's why are they fighting? His dick must be amazing. When she said, I just happened to like a white man, in my head, I'm like, that's not the only one. There's a lot of them. And by this one, wow, I did not know that she had done an interview, nor did I know that the wife had chimed in or any of this. Like, I just saw the video. It's all on Facebook. Melissa, I'm loving that. <laughs> I am, I'm loving Facebook just as a hub of drama. Yeah. And I knew that, but like, this is a lot and this is great. Thank you for sharing that. And I hope they're all unhappy together. And it seems like that's what they're doing. Yeah. And also, imagine being like a bad person in uniform. Like, I mean, it work. They all are bad. But that's what people, I mean. But, but like, but something that's actually like, you can kill people at your job yes. and like, they'll be like, that's fine. And I go, you can do literally anything. Like, how about you like, don't fucking like, there's so few things that you can actually do that like are not allowed. Oh my God. Like, but if, but also, like, if a kid saw this, now yes, you're a sexual a predator. You're literally doing this at, but it's at a high school, but there's also like a child playground right there and it's apartments like on the lips. other side. And people have video of them on both sides, different days. Like, this is their usual thing. They meet it's up crazy. in the middle of the day and fuck in the back of his car, his cruiser. Also, like, it's only recently became illegal in like more states than two to have sex with someone who is being detained. Like a lot of states you can legally like you're not even yeah. going to pretend to arrest like you're and you are facing charges of it, public indecency, pedophilia, like, like not ped, but like depending on how old the kids are who are around, but also like getting a registered sex offender. Like you could have done all of this. And changed just a few little things that it feels like you did bad people, mad libs for bad people. Yeah. With a kink for being a bad person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking wild. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. It's, just, it's a lot to process and digest. For my wrong of the week, I there are a lot of like horrifically awful things going on. And I have zero desire to dive into them specifically. I'm going to keep mine relatively light in comparison. But it's not 
I don't light by any means because I want to diminish this, but I don't want to. A lot of people ask to talk about like eight passengers family. I have no desire to talk about that. Like it's awful. It's horrible. I'm also very triggered by horrible blonde white mothers. Like I just don't need that. And it's just there are so many people who talk about it in, you know, professional settings. And I also just think it's a little counterproductive to speak about someone who publicly abused their kids who did not ask to be on the internet who only Mm -hmm. want privacy to then talk about it in that sense as well and like we've seen how people can get salacious and obsessed with victims as well and in a way that they think they're doing good so enough people have talked about that i'm obviously think that she's scum um but i also am not religious so i think that people can be far more insightful who have his no knowledge of history of utah and mormonism and all of that stuff so i would like to nominate and get ready, childhood me is quaking. I'm nominating Joe Jonas and his PR team. Holy fucking shit. I would like to know when their masterclass partnership is coming up, where it's how to tank someone's career in three to five business days. (laughs) Holy goddamn fucking shit. So him and Sophie Turner are filing, or he filed for, for divorce from Sophie Turner, but his team leaked it to TMZ before it ever even happened. And they're just painting this thing of, Sophie is, she's a partier. He's a homebody. She's just going out. The kids haven't seen her. He's the primary parent and he's been on tour. Like they're with him all the time. He's babysitting. And I'm like, first of all, you're not babysitting not the father. Babysitting when you have your own kids. You got this girl pregnant when she was maybe 20. She's had two kids in the span of four years. She's working on the first project she's worked on since popping out another one of your children that she has been stated, not sure that she wanted kids yet, wasn't sure when. And she went back to work for the first time. You have been on tour. I think he toured almost every year of it. Like he's been on fucking tour. He's been releasing albums. He's been doing shit. He's been working. She starts working and suddenly you're divorcing her. And the slander of the way that they're painting her is just, boy, oh boy, is it becoming the exact fucking opposite. It is just bullshit and so fucking transparent and obvious so someone had tweeted from basic legend zero joe jonas started dating sophie turner when she was 19 married her at 23 knocked her up at 24 she was just finishing game of thrones she hardly worked those years and followed him on tour like he's giving zero support husband vibe all i'm going to say add that it's incredibly shitty how his team is manipulating the media and the narrative also how are their stands at this time and he's like not and they're and they're saying like not saying that sophie's a child bride but you know and i will always loop it back to the wildly famous trial that showed men in Hollywood that no matter what the truth is, they can paint women to be awful and crazy. And people prefer to believe that than the truth. And regardless where the truth falls, that case has set a precedent for everything. Abuse cases, not abuse cases. It's just set the precedent for how we can manipulate the media against women. Just point blank. And there's been like blinds about them, which I don't, I'm not going to fucking read because I, they're just not based on like the fact that they can be like, oh, so-and-so said this and -and so-and-so said this. And it can be like literally not true at all. I think certain blinds can be very obvious that you're like, well, obviously this is true. People can corroborate this. This was done in public or whatever it is. But ones that, that are like very outlandish, but let's just say that like it's, the blinds have not said favorable things about their marriage. Do I believe the things they said about their marriage? Probably like 99% of me says no, but I 
believe that this marriage wasn't good because we have the evidence they're getting divorced. So then someone else posted on Twitter, which I thought was a very insightful thing, which said, the Sophie Turner comment about their kids' privacy earlier this year now just reeks of coercive control, by the way. Oh, no, TBH. And this is also from underscore P-I-E-K-E. Joe Jonas wants privacy for his daughters. Very believable when he takes them out publicly a day after filing for divorce in this absolutely not staged pap op below. So she had tweeted, um, she had posted on her Instagram story months ago. Earlier today, I made an honest mistake in posting a video of our daughter on Instagram stories. We've always advocated for our kids' rights to privacy. So sharing this publicly is something that is against, that something that's against anything I stand for. Our children deserve the right to grow up out of the public eye to learn to grow up in private. If I were ever to post anything of our kids, know that it's unquestionably a mistake. I would greatly appreciate if anyone who has reposted any other platform, please delete the video. So even the phrasing of this now being like, oh, I really made, like she's very much beating herself up about this. And that can be, have nothing to do with him. That can have, he, he didn't say anything about it, but like, it is an interesting note to make. But specifically, they haven't been released the name of their second daughter. They like, there's like, not photos like there's not photos their kid there a couple paths have gotten them but like people don't share them repost them but shocker joe jonas pictured eating brunch with his daughters sitting outside facing the cameras but then photos published children's faces are blurred and why are they blurred is it because they care about the children's privacy no it's because it's a deal it's because mm-hmm. it's a deal that's why that's why they got the courtesy of that that's why he sat outside that's why he's facing the street. That's why you see a clear shot of his face. But of course, as he's displaying that he's father of the year and she's off partying and drinking and she's over in the UK, again, working, the nanny's with him, showing that he is capable of being a father with their nanny. And Sophie is unfit being the mother, but he is capable of being a father when the nanny is there and the paparazzi are there. It's just like fucking awful and just like, it's just nasty. And they've done like a joint statement now and it's just not sitting right at all. And it's he's it's very transparent, like getting ahead of the narrative before it comes out. And then he said like there was like source close says that Sophie said something unforgivable on the ring camera. And so that's why he didn't. I was like, at least be a little more believable. And I, as a Jonas fan for a very long time, his family is like Christian, Christian, like and I watched there was a reality show married to Jonas for a while. Danielle, the oldest the oldest Kevin's wife, she has patience. She has a lot of patience. They grew, They have a showbiz mom. They have a showbiz dad. And they have a boy mom and a boy dad. And I don't even know if I think it's his publicist doing this or I think it's his family doing this. But whoever's fucking doing it, they're on your payroll either directly or indirectly. And like, you are a bad person for letting people talk about the mother of your children like this. Point blank. Like point fucking blank, the way you talk about the other parent as as a kid who's been in the middle of that, that is, it fucks people up. It is so disrespectful. It is just so cruel and so awful and so unnecessary that you're trying to just hurt somebody for no reason. And also all of it is like pathetic and like obvious. She literally is a homebody and she's like, I hate going out. I want to stay in all day. This man loves to party. This man loves to go out. And he's trying to be like, I'm a homebody. She's a partier. So we have eyes and we have Instagram. I had no idea that he was as old as he is. Yep. He asked Gigi Hadid out. That's where I was going to go. I had no, like, I didn't know that he was this much older than her. I thought he was still in his 20s. And when I saw that he was closer to my age, I was like, what the 
the fuck? And then when he was 20 and Gigi Hadid was 13, I believe, he asked her out. Yep. And she said no. And then he kept her number or kept in contact, whatever. And then they started dating when she was maybe 18. 18. Yeah. And Sophie's the same age. Oh, wow. I guess I didn't think of her in that sense. But yeah, but also I do think that's even... Someone made a really good point too, because... And I think it was... I don't know the gender of the person who made this connection, but I also wasn't big on Reddit at the time, but that her character on um, a, something that she's done like from a very young age was incredibly sexualized in the media and like on forums, which I was very unaware of. And she was now that you're saying that she was that age as well. And so mm-hmm. that's kind it's that that would be the known of them as that. And like, I don't think a lot of, at least for me, like, as I'm like, I don't look at other women like that because I relate to the adolescence of growing up. I don't like keep you permanently at this age. And Mm -hmm. it's the sexualization with young people in Hollywood has become like that. Um, And so so far, the only thing that has come out that seems like it's from Sophie's side finally released. And I don't know if this is from her side or let me just say, if I was friends with Sophie, I would be like, bitch, unless you come to my house, and you forbid me from speaking, you rip out my vocal cords, I'm calling TMZ. But then they started saying, problems arose between Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas after she was struggling following the birth of their second child and Joe was less than supportive. Joe reportedly complained that Sophie wasn't attending enough events and felt that he needed that she needed to get out more. Well, it made her go to events she's... and she was pissed about it. And like, or she was like, you know, uncomfortable. But also she just wants to move back to the UK, has been saying she wants to move back to the UK, wants to all this. And he's like, no, no, little New Jersey boy. It's like, I'm going to get you, marry you, get you pregnant, keep you here with these kids, and then start all of this shit, which does not, I'm not going unnoticed. You're starting all the shit when she's not even in the U.S. and you filed Mm -hmm. for divorce when you're not, when she's not in the U.S. and you have the kids. Yep. Absolutely. And And he's only asking for split custody. He's not asking for full custody. And I'm like, how bad did you do that you think that she's not even going to let you have half custody? Like, you're going, you're slamming her publicly in hopes of just, half so fuck him fuck him yeah regardless if he's the one leaking this or whatever it is your team call the fucking shots you have the fucking strings but i'm also i don't i'm giving it uh, that's if i gave him benefit of the doubt that he's not involved i think he's deeply involved in this and i fucking can't stand it so fuck him love sophie turner she's my bitch okay well all right we hope you all enjoyed please uh vote tomorrow if it's up tomorrow, check our Instagram stories and listen to Fisting Friday to see the results or hear the results from last week. Tag us in things. If you want us to talk about things, send us a DM as well. And we will circle back. We'll circle back. Have a great Goodbye. day. Bye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.